This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. It was Friday morn when we set sail And we were not far from the land When our captain he spied a merrimaid so fair With the comb and a glass in her hand And the ocean waves do roll And the stormy winds do blow And we poor sailors are skipping at the top While the landlubbers lie down below, below, below the up spoke the captain of our gallant ship, and a fine old man was he. This fishy mermaid has warned me of our doom, we shall sink to the bottom of the sea. And the ocean waves do roll, and the stormy winds do Skipping at the top While the landlubbers lie down below, below, below While the landlubbers lie down below Then up spoke the mate of our gallant There's a big difference in immigration if you have to go or if you choose to go. If you have to go, it's not as easy. But immigration was part of my family because my uncle Martin went to Staten Island in 1956, so we always had the American uncle and the parcels from America and some of the stuff he sent home was two albums from the Clancy Brothers and Tommy Makem. And myself and my brother grew up on these songs. These were our songs before any pop music album ever came into our house. And they were just magical things for us. And one of the things I loved about the Clancy's was that they didn't necessarily be exclusively Irish. They loved folk music. And their songs were unbelievable in our childhood. They were the art form that was in our house. They brought an amazing sense of history and ancientness to our lives. I said he sent two albums, so I got it down to one album, which is the first hurrah, and then I have to choose one song, and I could probably choose ten of them. So I'm going to go with The the Mermaid. Then up spoke the cook of our gallant ship, and the crazy old butcher was he. I care much more for my pots and my pans than I do for the bottom of the sea. And the ocean waves do roll, and the stormy winds do my father is Jimmy Morn and he was a great singer as well. He sings at mass. When I'd leave the house I'd come back in in the morning and he'd be shaving himself, he'd be singing hymns. And he loved light opera but he never sang in public or anything. He was a drummer but he never had a drum kit. He'd be tapping on the table and that kind of a person. And uh, he passed away in November, he was 95. We had a great 90th birthday party for him and he sang a few songs at that. He was a great man. My mother's father, Ned O'Brien, was from Clare. He was a lovely singer. I remember him singing uh, The West's Awake and he loved John McCormack. And his son... Harry is also a great singer and a great accordion player, but he never he never played much or, or did much in public. And my, my other uncle, Martin, was an actor. 
he was telling me last night he's actually home from New York this week and he's 88 and he was telling me how he was in the fit-ups acting in shows in Bundoran and around the country and how he was brought to Austria by a Dublin lady to act in a play in a, some kind of an international drama festival. And he had all the stories and he said Marcel Marceau was there and he had a beautiful Russian uh, mistress with him. And he'd all, he, he's, he's very theatrical, my Uncle Martin. But my, my mother's mother, May O'Brien, was a poet and a playwright. So I think she was possibly the most influence on me thinking that writing words was a normal way to live. And I suppose when your granny does something, you think, well, that's not very unusual that I would like to do the same thing. So I started writing poetry like it was just a normal family thing. I had one brother, John, that I grew up with, and he's probably a better singer than I am, And uh, but he was a great sportsman. He played international basketball at underage level, and he became a very successful international basketball referee as well. But uh, the real musician in our family was my brother Frank, and he died before I was born. Just a simple little accident, he hit his head going under a truck for a ball, and uh, it affected the part of the brain that controls breathing. And he never came out of it, and uh, obviously it was a terrible tragedy. He was eight years old, but he was the musician, and he loved music, and he played the accordion and the whistle, and we had his accordion in the house. And my mother told me his favourite song at the time was the Cascades, the Rhythm of the Rain, listen to the Rhythm of the Fallen Rain, that was the hit at the time. The All-Ireland Final was on once, and it must have been on telly, it was a long time ago now, but um, my mother told me that, he said, I'd love to play there someday, and, and they said to him, well, would you like to play for Galway? No, no, he said, I'd like to play in the band, but he was lo- a lovely little child, you know, God bless him, and uh, at the particular time I grew up, Chum had a culture of people writing songs. Porrick Stevens before us was a little bit older than us and he became the manager of a band called Blaze X who were a punky kind of a band and you had two lads writing and singing songs in that band Paul Kniff and Davy Carton and Davy Carton became my songwriting partner in the Saw Doctors they were a little bit older than us I was in a band with the McHugh brothers Kevin and Mouse and we wrote songs as well when we were 14 and 15 so there was just a general culture of people writing songs and we weren't satisfied to do cover versions or to try and emulate or copy anybody else we just wanted to make up our own words and at that point in time we obviously had got a very Catholic education and we realised that you could make up any words you wanted in a song and the nuns couldn't stop you so there was this great sense of freedom and liberation about that and going out with a wonderful woman from, from Hetford, Eleanor, and she's, she's a great musical family as well. Her sister sings a lot, and she plays in a band called The Whileaways, and Eleanor can sing herself, but she's a bit reluctant. She's not into public singing so much most of the time, and her father and her uncle are great singers, and there's a whole tradition of fa- music in their family. Her brother Fabian plays a lot. The funny thing about being off gigging is when you're away, you're away, and that's it but when you're home you're fully home you're not going out to work nine to five so you have really good quality time when you're at home you have full time which is lovely i mean you have to love the music but you also have to love the lifestyle or you couldn't do it and i just like being in a different place every day and eating something different and meeting different people and drinking something different and moving on and hearing a few stories that you won't hear at home people ask you where's the best place to play or what's the best gig you ever did and there's no such thing really because the ones that really stand out can be totally random there can be a small little gig in a small little place on a Tuesday night where there's only a few people does that communion with the audience and where the band and the audience are in particularly good form 
and obviously the venue and all the other production elements are part of it but there's that extra special one every now and again I'd say one out of 20 gigs is really special but luckily enough the other 19 out of 20 are really good as well well you write songs because they come out of yourself they all come out and they're all as valuable when they come out but some of them mean more to other people than other songs because for some reason there's more of a shared experience or you hit on things that are universal for people you might be doing it in a specific way for yourself but that little seed or that reference makes it universal to other people and they're the songs really that that last in the public domain the second piece I chose that I'd like other people to listen to long after I'm gone is a it's not an awful well-known song it's That Summer Feeling by Jonathan Richman to me it's like looking at a Monet painting or something he touches little things in our subconscious that I'm not sure how he gets there with the words or the atmosphere but sometimes art can do that and it, it's just for me this song is a magic there's none of the death and uh, sickness and drunkenness in this one. For, for the later generations, this is all about the beauty of the world and that almost untouchable beauty that, that you had as a kid and kind of fades away and you remember and you sometimes just get another little glimpse of it. Folks, what less things to do Not because you gotta When you run for love Not because you oughta When you trust your friends With no reason Nada This joy I've named Shall not be tamed That summer feeling's gonna haunt you The rest of your life Summer feeling Summer feeling Summer When the cool of the pond makes you drop down on it When the smell of the lawn makes you flop down on it When the teenage car gets the cop down on it That time is here for one more year That summer feeling's gonna haunt you the rest of your life Summer feeling, dip dip summer feeling, dip dip summer if you've forgotten what I'm naming You're gonna long to reclaim it one day You see that summer feeling's gonna haunt you The rest of your summer life feeling, dip, dip, summer feeling. But if you wait until you're older A sad resentment will smolder one day And then the summer feeling will come haunt you then that summer feeling will come taunt you that summer feeling will hurt you later in your life when the playground that just was all dirt comes haunting and someone who called you a flirt Comes taunting. It's not that these things alone were appealing. What I'm now revealing is a certain feeling. That summer feeling is gonna haunt you the rest of your summer life. Feeling, what time? Well, just me. When the Oldsmobile has got the top down on it. When the cattle moran has got the drop down on it. When the flat of the land has got the crop 
down on it Well I now proclaim is sorta of hard to name But that summer feeling's gonna haunt you the rest of your life Grade starts looking good, which you hated. Your first grade's looking good too, overrated. And you boys long for some little girl that you dated. Do you long for her or the way you were? That summer feeling's gonna haunt you the rest of your life. That feeling's gonna haunt you. That feeling's gonna start you, yeah. That summer feeling, that summer feeling, that summer feeling, that summer feeling. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.